0: as Grunstam tries to gain the line but the Sabres take it back again good
1: speed over the line by Middlestad he'll drop it for Quinn in the slot with a shot scores Quinn with a dart is tied the game at three with 9 30 to go in the second
2: one of the moments of the game brought to you by Firth Jewelers for all the moments in your life go forth to Firth we're going to check in with Paul Hamilton on last night's Sabres win they rallied from behind, down 3-1 to win in L.A. and pick up two points. And Paul, the savior of the franchise, the kid line, did it. Four goals for that kid line that was so good last year. And uh, Quinn, Paterka, Cousins, like, uh, nice game for them.
0: It was, and very often we talk about them being the best line for the Sabres, but they were like just marred in slumps. You know, they just couldn't, other than Quinn, the other two just couldn't get the puck in the net. Even though they were getting offensive zone time and playing, I thought, pretty well together for the most part in in, in most games. So finally, it, you know, it came, they worked hard, it came through for them, and the Sabres came through themselves. I mean, even at 3-1, to one, I to me it was goaltending at the time. Uh, the first goal, I didn't like. I mean, Casey Middlestat was out for a Sunday skate and just allowed, you know, Kopitar to just blow by him. And Kopitar got the pass, and it's one nothing. But for the most part, I thought the team worked hard. I thought, you know, they were playing pretty well. And then Levi, they scored two on Levi. They we want back. He, he's got to stop those. He has to, you know, they needed a save. And good for Levi. I mean, he those two things went by him now he's let in three goals it's not you know you're, that's coming off of what happened to them when they were just awful against the ducks and then levi slammed the door when after that i mean the three he made some great saves and the kings wound up with 40 shots and um 41 shots i'm sorry and you know good for levi to you know Just make sure Los Angeles didn't score. And he made some good saves along the way uh, to do that. So to be able to, as a young goaltender, to forget what had happened in the first period where, again, there were two unscreened shots that he should have had. And then he just said that that's it, you're not scoring again. And the Sabres go out and score four unanswered goals and they get a win. And right there, I think, is why fans are just exasperated with this team. You know, you, you look at, you go to Anaheim, play one of the worst teams in the league. You're a complete and utter no show. It was just one of the worst games you'd, you'd ever want to see them play. And then they show up in Los Angeles against what's supposed to be a better team, but a slumping team, but still fall behind three to one and score four unanswered goals and leave with a win. And, and hmm. you say to yourself, well, where was that on Tuesday? You I mean you easily could have left uh, the Los Angeles area, uh, you know, to play the Sharks on Saturday with two wins easily, but uh, it's kind of—I think we just saw their season. That's just the way it's been the whole year, and that's why I think people get so frustrated with them.
1: There were a ton of shots in this game, Paul. It was 37 for the Sabers and 40 for the Kings. Did it feel like once the Sabers got down a couple that they kind of had to play that, you know, up and down the ice style of hockey?
0: Well, it's not the way the Kings used to play. I mean, that, that that's probably one of the reasons why the Kings are slumping. I mean, they they're not really built to play that game. And, you know, we I've been talking about for I don't know how long about the turnovers the Sabers make. And how, you know, it's like you just, what are they doing sometimes when with the amount of turnovers they have? But nothing like what I saw from the Los Angeles Kings last night. They just turned the puck over constantly. It, it, was, it was almost like they were scared to have the puck on their stick. It, they, they would, they'd be in their own zone, they'd get the puck, and they would just throw it someplace. And usually it was to a saber. And now the Sabres had something to do with it too. They were they were hard on the forecheck. They were skating well, they were playing fast. They were they were getting to battles and they were forcing the Kings into turnovers also, but uh it was it was crazy how how poorly the Kings played and then uh, you know after the game, you know some some quotes from their coach and from Drew Doughty and you know they they just kind of lit into their their teammates and they should have because that, that was a horrible display of hockey by the Kings. But, you know, as I said, the Sabres forced them into it a little bit. But still, I mean, there were times they would just get the puck. They, they'd go in the corner, get the puck, and just didn't even look at all and just would blindly throw it somewhere. And it, it helped the Sabres get in on four checks and uh, start, start uh, getting in on,
2: on some offensive chances. Paul Hamilton joining us. His appearance brought to you by Raylax. Laxanda. Raylax, we got this on the Sabres. Paul, for Eye on the Blue and Gold, I want to ask you about Casey Middlestad. Eye on the Blue and Gold brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business, is protecting your business. What should Kevin Adams do with Middlestad? He's an RFA at the end of the year. He's been mentioned in trade rumors. Middlestad said it was news to him. He kind of heard about it on whatever, television. What's the right move with Middlestad given the state of the Sabers? Salary cap, roster construction, and what kind of contract he might command. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: he—he's you, know, you watch him play, and there there are games he's really good, but the non-effort that I saw on that Kopitar goal, two fifty-five into a game, after the absolute complete and utter non-effort I saw from the whole team against the Ducks. And that's how that's your opener. I mean, you you get on the ice and you're just out. Look like you're out for a Sunday skate, and Kopitar just blows by you, and you you're acting like you didn't even see him. It's like you're a veteran on this team. You can't let Kopitar just go to the net like that and skate right by you, and you you just stop your back check, and you don't you're not even with him. And against the Ducks, first goal, it's his turnover. That that winds up in the net, and uh, on the homestand, it was his turnover that winds up in the net. I can't remember which game it was, but it was one of the games they lost. And um, he 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 tends to turn the puck over way too much, but yet you'll say, well, he's also their leading scorer. And do you really want to get rid of your leading scorer? You know, somebody who. You know, is, is a good assist guy. He, he'll go on some streaks offensively for you. So it's, it's hard to say, but, you know, again, you you, you mentioned it. This, this roster is not constructed correctly. When everybody's healthy, he's not in the top six. I mean, it's nice to have him around to put into the top six when you get an injury or something like that. That's what happened when Cousins got hurt uh, during that game. He, he left. Middlestadt took over on that line and wound up getting, getting an assist, the main assist on the Quinn goal. You know he finds Quinn in the slot and Quinn rips it home, and you know he he can do that for you. He, he you know he leads the team with 28 assists. But I would say for me, I think you know you, they they should be looking for a good trade with a good value that's not draft picks. Mm-hmm. I mean the draft pick trades. You, right, you've done enough of that. You need to get some actual good hockey players in return for Casey Middlestat, and that's what I think Kevin Adams should be looking for.
2: Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. Next up, for the Sabers is a game against the Sharks to close out this trip. And uh, yeah, thanks, Paul. No problem, guys. Guys, take care. Paul Hamilton. His appearance brought to you by Relax. On to Relax, we got this. Elsewhere in the NHL last night, the. Avalanche got four goals from Nathan McKinnon. hmm. He's been a rock star this year. Including yeah. there's a there's a clip of his third goal that he scores. It's a two on one. Uh huh. And somebody in the front row threw a hat on the ice pretty much before the shot is off. Like, oh, here we go. Come on. Yeah. Like this guy's so hot. This is in. And somebody sent that to me overnight. Wow. Was that was that like the hat trick goal? Yes. So before, he called the hat trick, basically. He called it. The With, guy who threw the hat? Like, threw, this is going in. Yeah, threw a hat. Pete Blackburn tweeted this out this morning. Somebody threw a hat on the ice early. Wow. <laughs> this guy was ready. Ripped his hat off before, before. I guess, that's what you do, right? You're anticipating. You're seeing the play develop. You're reading the play. Here comes McKinney on 2-1-1. Yeah. Take the head off, get it ready, and bam. Yeah. Over the glass. I saw he's on pace for 140 points this
1: year. He already has 82 on the season. Like, that's McDavid
2: territory. Okay, question for you. Question. Is okay. there anything to, you want to say it's cursed, it's bad luck. The Sabres have two number one picks on their roster. Mm-hmm. And I've got other number one picks that get 140 points. Yeah. And one of the Sabres has Owen Power. Right. Which, nice. even player. if he becomes right great, he's never going to be that. He's a nice player. Uh-huh. There are 140 point guys out there taking number one overall. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's there was uh in, in three out of a four year period. It's kind of amazing, right? Because the Sabres have finished last so often and been so, so many bad times. that they've been bad so many times. And in three three years at a four year stretch, McKinnon, McDavid, and Matthews. And they missed them all. Yeah. They missed them all. And they missed Well, Bedard. They missed Jack Hughes. But it's those three. It's McKinnon, McDavid, and Matthews. Because right. they're they're like they're on their own. Matthews is on pace for like seventy goals eighty Meanwhile, goals this year. When the Penguins were awful, they got like all three of those guys. <laughs> like and the Oilers the Mal- Right. The Oilers had the, the they, million first overall pick. They finally, I guess, hit on theirs. Finally. Hey, well, maybe uh they'll finish seventh from the bottom, get lucky, and win a lottery. That's that's kind of what happened with the Oilers, right? Or they were like third from the bottom. They were
2: third from the bottom when they got McDavid.
1: Meanwhile, Reinhardt's on pace for sixty goals still. Yeah, is that not unbelievable? It's pretty crazy. even for him. Like it's, it's, I always thought he was really good and got a raw deal, and you know, any there was a little bit of the Stefan Gilmore it, stuff it, with him. It, like, guy's not actually that good, but no, he is. But this is nuts. Isn't he having his Chris Kreider season? Which is that he's going to score fifty goals and he'll
2: never do it again? Yeah, yeah. The good player. Yeah. yeah. One season is just like holy cow, look at that! Like he's not a fifty goal guy all the time. no right like a really good
1: player I would predict he'll never do it again after this year where he's probably
2: going to do it he's on pace for 62 goals right now all right we will get a break in Chris Trapasso we've got a mock draft to chat about the wide receiver train we're gonna start learning about a lot of these guys that are available the senior bowl's coming up so that'll get some new names to us as well Jeremy and Joe on WGR Chris Trapasso at eight o'clock open spot for you Chiefs or Ravens who do you got who are you rooting for? I I feel like everybody should be rooting for the Ravens just to knock the Chiefs down, but maybe you uh you don't want Lamar and Baltimore to look like they might have passed the Bills. Eight oh three oh five fifty. If you want to chime in on that, you can. Chris Trapasso, eight oh five here on WGR.